everybody, and welcome to The Deep End. Today, we have another guest coming on the show. The third time, we have Bob coming on the show. Bob, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, my name is Bob Sweeney, and I live in uh, Rockwall, Texas. It was just outside of Dallas. And, um, you know, I'm really excited to be here today and, and talk with Bryce. Um, he's my neighbor at Table Rock Lake, where we spend every 4th of July. So... Uh, excited to be here and chat with you today. Yeah, and I know that I said I'll be taking an eight-day break, but I did actually find a place to record, so we're good. So, Bob, this episode will be kind of discussing, not discuss, discussing, how, like, your experience of handicap sports, what it's like for you. Um, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Okay, well, um, first of all, let me give you a little background about me, and, and, and so that people will understand that um, in 1978, I was in a car wreck while I was in college. I was riding the back of a pickup truck. I don't advise that. And uh, this truck was involved in a car accident, and I have a spinal cord injury. So I have what they call an L1, L2 spinal cord injury. And uh, so I use a wheelchair. I'm paralyzed from the waist down. Um, but, you know, I've, I think that overall i've just tried to to live quote as normal life as possible and uh what's interesting is is uh, i had a couple different jobs in my career and the job that i currently have working for a company called sunrise medical uh we're in the uh wheelchair industry we're in the complex rehab industry so we sell wheelchairs for both pediatrics you know young children and adults both manual and power but we also but we also do sports equipment and I thought that you and I might get a kick out of just talking a little bit about the sports equipment that Sunrise does and all the sports that are now available to people with disabilities. And uh, coming up, I think it's really cool that this really ties into the coming up of the Olympics, which is going to be this summer. And always right after the regular Olympics is what they call the Paralympics. And that's the Olympics for people with disabilities. And they will have many, many sports in that. But, um, you know, specifically the sports that I've been involved in uh, is wheelchair tennis, wheelchair basketball, and I've done snow skiing, and I've done water skiing. So those are kind of the sports I've done, and, and, and I've been lucky to be able to use some of the products we have in those sports. Yeah, of course. This is great, very good honor to have you on the show, and awesome to hear about all your experiences during your life of some challenges and some advantages you have. Go ahead and tell us about um, some sports that you would like to play and, like, you would like to play later um, and, like, how it was playing the sports that you did play. Sure. Well, great. So, you know, I, I after I got hurt, you know, and this was a long time ago, so there wasn't the availability uh, to sports when I first got injured back, can you believe this, in the late 70s, okay? Uh, but as uh, um, I went to work for our company and we became more and more involved in building sports equipment, that's when I really got my chance to do it. So but the first thing I did is I played competitive tennis. And it's interesting that, you know, tennis is one of those sports you can play uh, with an able-bodied person. Because the only difference between wheelchair tennis and, and, and regular, quote, tennis is we get two bounces. So we get the ball bounces twice, and, and then we get to hit the ball. So yeah, that's the only really difference. As a matter of fact, there's, there's tournaments called up-down tournaments where you play with somebody that's uh, an able person with somebody that's disabled and that uses a chair. Now, in tennis, we use a very special chair. Uh, we call it the match point. And this chair is built specifically 
for playing tennis in. So it has camber. The wheels are angled out so that it turns really, really easy. And it has what they call an anti-tip that comes out the back. And this anti-tip allows you to go back on it like when you make a serve so you don't flip backwards out of your chair. And it gives you that ability to come forward and get a lot of power behind your serve. And so you, what the key is is to get really good at moving in your chair to the ball. So you got to be really good at holding on to the racket and being able to propel your chair and turn to get to the ball. Some of the top-rated uh, players in, in, in the world are incredible. Now, I had a good friend named Randy Snow who won 10 U.S. Open titles and two Paralympic gold medals in tennis. And I'll just tell you a quick funny story if we've got time. Um, we got time for a story? Yep. So uh, a few years ago, I took him to Oklahoma City because uh, we were doing a kids program about wheelchair tennis, right? And so we were at this tennis facility, and the pro there, um, you know, we decided to have him hit because the TV stations were there. They wanted to do a little bit on it, right? And this this pro didn't have any idea how good of a wheelchair tennis player Randy was. And so it was funny because he hit him this ball. He kind of hit it really easy like you would someone that's just learning how to play. And he whacked it right back over the net. And this this tennis pro, who was a, a high-ranked you know, uh, level uh, tennis player, and it went back and forth. They just started pounding the ball at each other, and it was really fun to watch it. And it just blew this guy away, this tennis pro away, that someone in a wheelchair could play that kind of uh, level of tennis. So he was really good. Matter of fact, I used to practice with him as he was getting ready for big tournaments, and because he lived right, real close to me, and and everything. And his his serve was so good, most of the time I couldn't even get to it to return it. But it's anyway. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Bob, when you're playing, uh, so when you're playing tennis against someone else in a wheelchair. Yeah. Is it still two bounces? Everybody gets two point? bounces. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. All the rules are exactly the same, two bounces. That's it. And in an up-down tournament, if it's hit to the player that's got the chair that's going to return it, he gets two bounces. The other person gets one. Just gets one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. Gotcha. Okay. So, this has been really fun to do, and I think we have time for a few more questions. Actually, okay. a lot more. This is going to be going for a while. Good. So, let's just tell us how... Your opinion of professional sports like basketball, football, baseball, soccer, tennis, today, like abled and disabled sports. Tell us your opinion on that. Well, um, you know, there really isn't uh, professional paid, you know, wheelchair uh, sports. Um, it's all at the collegiate level. So there's like college basketball teams, for example. Uh, and then there's... Um, you know, like individuals that play tennis, and there's tournaments all over the country. They're ranked just like uh, professional tennis players are. Um, and there's companies that do a lot of sponsorship where we sponsor players. But there's really not a professional league like a professional tennis league or, uh, you know, basketball league that, that they're paid professionally. They're like college sports. Like in, in Dallas, the University of Arlington, they're called the Mavericks wheelchair basketball team. They're one of the best wheelchair basketball teams in the country. They've won numerous national championships and things like that. Yeah, have you ever watched one of their games? Oh, yeah, because we sponsored. So uh, I've been to many tournaments where we would have our chairs there for the players to look at. And not only that, of course, they have an everyday chair. So, you know, we're interested in, in having them in that chair. And we sponsor a number of athletes. You know, we want them to get our quickie wheelchair in their everyday chair, not only that, or their sports chair. Yeah. So when you were younger, did you ever think about playing in, like, high-level uh, 
Well, you know, I, I just wasn't that good. So uh, I was a C-level player, which is, you know, third la layer down. And when you go to tournaments, you play either A, B, C, or D level. It's based on your experience. And the more you win, they place you in different levels. So, you know, if you win a lot in the C-level, the next tournament you very well could be playing B-level. Okay? And so that's kind of how they do that to try to make it, quote, um, you know, a level playing field so that, you know, you get uh, people to be able to compete. Yeah. It's just kind of like normal basketball. Like, in fact, I went to a tournament in Wichita a few weeks ago, and there's an A division, B division, yep. and C division. We played an A and B a few games, and pretty fun. It's the same so, thing. Yeah. So, tell us some opinions. Like, who's your favorite NBA, NFL player? MLB, MLS, Well, you know, I'm kind of an old guy. So, I mean, if you want to know my all-time favorites, because, uh, and I don't follow the NBA a lot uh, now, yeah. um, but like my all-time favorite baseball player is Stan Musial. And he's an old guy. You wouldn't even know who he is, but that's my all-time favorite baseball player. Um, you know, a football player, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I know you're not. No, I, 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 okay, you like I, the Cowboys? I have some respect for you for saying that because <laughs> most people, if you say, I like the Cowboys, they just crap on you. Right. So. Exactly. Well, you know, Cowboys, you either love or hate them, right? So, uh, but I've always been a big Cowboy fan, but I like some of the older players, the Roger Staubachs, oh. you know, those type players. Um, but, you know, they, they've got some uh, good young players now. Our quarterback, Dak, Dak Prescott's pretty good, and uh, we'll see what's going to happen with that. Yeah, so. Uh, I don't think you have known this because you really haven't uh, seen any of the episodes, but you, so you do know that we do have people come on the show regularly, mm -hmm. and my brother came on the show, and we rank in the top 16 quarterbacks, so I had Dak at number four going mm -hmm. into the next season, okay. so out of the top 16, which is about half the league, where do you have them going into the next season? You know, I think if the Cowboys stay healthy, they're going to be pretty good, and I would say you know, Dak signed that big contract, and he's got a lot to live up to. But, you know, he's got some good receivers. You know, we've got the, the kid out of Oklahoma, Lamb, who really had a good uh, first year last year. So I think they're going to be pretty good. And I think, you know, it's always going to be tough. You know, you, you wonder, can Tom Brady do it again, right? I mean, that's what we all are going to wonder. Does, could he possibly do it again at, what is he, 45 years old or something? But, um, you know, I think Dax is in the top probably four or five quarterbacks. Absolutely. So... Hey, yeah, could, so. I, could I go back to this wheelchair sports thing? Because this is something I did a lot of when I was uh, younger. And since we're at the lake, I thought you might be interested about water skiing, disabled water skiing. So we sell a can ski, K-A-N ski, and it's a sit ski. And so it has a, it's a little wider than normal water ski, okay? So it's about 12 inches wide, and it's about six foot long. It has a little cage on it. It has a little, little, uh, bucket in it and you get in that and then it's got a place just like on a water ski it's got a boot for your feet and you just grab a regular ski rope and you ski on it just like that you can cut the wake going in and outside the wake and everything else so other uh, people with, with that are in chairs can also water ski and it's it's pretty cool is that similar for snow skiing as well a little bit now with the, the, when you do the the, the, uh, the uh, snow skiing you're on really a true a snow ski and you're on a bucket that has a, a suspension under it okay and then and, and then you're strapped into it and you have two outriggers and that's how you ski you've got these outriggers are two little short little skis and you can ski with those and i've, I've been snow skiing quite a bit 
I've kind of retired from that, but yeah. Have you tried water skiing here in the well, lake? I had my own water ski. I had my own water skiing and everything. I finally uh, oh. gave it gave it away when I decided I was done water skiing. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I had a can ski down here for for many many years. Yep. But that was fun, wasn't it? Oh, it was a blast. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah. So. Okay. So. Yeah, I guess. Uh, tell us a little about bit about. Um, well, Dad, actually, do you have any questions for Bob? Well, he's answered a lot of the questions. Yeah. Um, uh, I, we'll see. What was I thinking about? I, well, I guess maybe some of the earlier challenges for you, Bob. Yeah. When you had your accident, uh, you know, trying to transition maybe from where you were going into all this and how you evolved into what you're doing today. What, what yeah, so can you evolved? list some of the disadvantages and advantages of playing handicap sports? Well, um, you know, in general, um, you know, I think it's great that people with disabilities now have an outlet to play yeah. competitive sports because think Definitely. about it you know before they didn't and, and in the early days you know we played wheelchair sports in just our everyday chairs and before they really had these really nice lightweight chairs they had um chairs that were made out of chromoly steel which would we would call hospital chairs which you might see in the hospital today yeah. and that's what they used to play wheelchair sports in and they even used those on track you know in track because there's track and field in sports too. They were heavy. And, oh, they were heavy. And now they've got these slip racers, these three wheel racers with the long wheel out front. You might see it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they can, they can really they can really fly on them. But um, uh, th so you know, I mean, that's the, the, just very cool that it's evolved into that versus uh, and giving those people the outlet. But what's funny is, so when I got hurt in 1978, and and that was a fairly long time ago, um, the world wasn't as uh, open to people with disabilities. I remember the first time I took a flight. Uh, I lived in St. Louis, and I flew to Dallas, actually. Um, you know, that was very unusual for someone uh, in a wheelchair with a disability to fly. And, they, and the airport made a huge deal of it. You would have thought I was some dignitary. And they had people escort me into the ho uh, into the airport and, yeah. and help me get on the plane. And, they, and now it's every day. Yeah. They, don't even, they don't even blink. You know, you, you, you board first, and you use an aisle chair to get down there, but it's not like... Uh, in the old days where, you know, they, they didn't know exactly what to do or, or whatever. So um, those are what's really made in the accessibility of things. When I went back to college right after I actually got hurt after my second year in college, many of the classrooms and buildings weren't accessible. And so, you know, a, a lot of things like that were very unusual. Uh, people just, you never saw people really in wheelchair in classes and things like that. And now that's just not the case. You know, you see people with... Um, you know, with disabilities in all parts of life, you know, in a job. So, you know, I got out of college and I got a job and I worked in an office. Never, you know, um, I just had an office job. I was a buyer for an aircraft manufacturer. And then I went to Texas and uh, I worked down there for a couple of years. And, that's, and then I got into this business kind of in, a, in, a, in a, an unusual way. And then I've been with the same company now over 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Traveling. I travel for a living. That's amazing. So, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What a... yeah. So, uh, here, one last question. Okay. So, basically, just kind of tell us some, like, everyday skills that you have. Just kind of, like, just, yeah, just tell us some everyday well, skills you have, like. Sure. Well, so, you know, be, when you when you get injured and you're going to be in a chair, it's like almost anything else you learn in life. It's like learning to dribble a basketball. You know, you have to learn new skills because you've got this new body. So you aren't doing things the way you used to do it in any way. So things like getting in bed, you know, you're transferring from your chair 
into the bed so you're you're doing a pivot where you you, you swing your hips over onto the bed and then you have to pick your legs up and put in bed uh going to the bathroom you know uh, everything you do getting in the car all those things are totally different than how you did it before but what's cool is is there's usually ways to do it now i just got a new van that has this van this ramp that comes out and i wheel up the ramp and the chair turns sideways i slide over in the chair and turn it around and it pulls me right up to the steering wheel so I can drive. And so that saves me having to do a lot of lifting in my, in my, uh, uh, you know, uh, out of my chair. But like, I don't know if you see me, how I get in and out of the boat, in and out of the lake. So I have a lift on my dock, which I think is really unusual. And so I get in this sling and it pumps me up and swings me around and puts me in my chair or puts me in the, the captain's seat of my boat. So it allows me to do it. So there's a lot of things out there that can make or help people with disabilities be able to do, quote, more normal things, you know, go boating, go swimming, uh, all those type of things. So, um, you know, it, it's a skill you learn. You get better at it, like doing a wheelie. You ever, you, maybe you've heard of that, you yes. know, where you do a wheelie. Well, you know, that's a skill you learn. You get better and better at it, so you can do that wheelie. It helps you get over small cracks and, and, and up small steps and things like that, or do a wheelie to go down steps. So, um, you know, the skill you develop is just you kind of learn as you go, and most people learn start to learn these when they're in a rehab hospital, okay, and they're and they're going through that rehab. And then a lot of it's just learning as you go. You know, it's just on-the-job training. Wow. So. Yes, well, I feel like this has been a very educational episode, um, helping people, people kind of get more empathy and experience what it's like. Cool. Well, not really experience what it's like, but know, kind of, yeah, understand and... Yeah, it's been a great episode, well, so I, thank you for coming on. Well, and I just want to thank you for doing this, and, uh, you know, it's uh, I'm glad because if I can create a little awareness or, or somebody can hear this and think, hey, I might try wheelchair basketball, I mean, that would be the title. So yes. thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. So, right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for tuning into the episode. Thank you for coming on the show, Bob. And if you could hear another voice in the background, that was my dad who would come on, who did come on a later episode, but... Perfect. Thanks for tuning in to the Deep End, guys, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Hey, guys. Um, so, obviously, I just did my outro, and you're probably wondering, why am I still speaking? Well, I recorded that down at the lake, and the Wi-Fi was terrible, so I couldn't upload it. So, I am using my phone to record this on a computer and then upload it to my podcast. So, I know the, the quality of the audio is absolute trash, but... I'm just letting you guys know, Wi-Fi was terrible. I kind of upload it, so this is what I'm doing. I'm sorry if that annoys you guys, which it probably does. But uh, let me just redo that outro. I'll see you guys in the next one. Keep tuning in season one. It's almost over. See you guys in the next episode. Bye.